Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. to Wild Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. I'm glad you came back to ride with us a little bit more. Yes, indeed. This podcast was recorded at DRS Studios, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. If you've got any needs, they're obviously dope because you hear the sound that we're coming to you with right now. Quality. Quality. Right? Show them some love. (laughs) Quality. And first things first, this thing is really growing, and I'm loving the feedback we're getting. We appreciate everybody who's tuning in, everybody who's sharing it. We want you to keep sharing it. Hit our social media, Twitter, WildBlackPC. Uh, Facebook at Wild Black Podcast. IG is Wild underscore Black. And the email is Wild Black Podcast at Gmail. Please hit us up. Please talk to us. Art, how you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling great. It's going to be a great night. Yeah, yeah, we man. We're in the building tonight. It's, it's going to be wonderful. Great host, great, great guest, great, you know, just a great time. Great drink in your hand. Great, phenomenal <laughs> drink in my hand. Yes, right, indeed. right, right. It wouldn't be right if we didn't, you know. <laughs> How you feeling about Wild Black? It's been been a few weeks now. You know, you know, it it is it is not only therapeutic, and I was I was sharing this with some with some folks that I asked. It's not only therapeutic, but it's also um, educational, informative. It, it 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 helps enlighten and inspire and and the feedback that we're getting is is the right feedback for our people, people of color, and um, we got to continue it. I, I think um, we got to spread the message. We got to keep going. So, um, as Vince mentioned, you share it with 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 your friends and family, and 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 let's keep this thing going. Because the more feedback we get, the more views, the more viewers, the more uh, listeners, the the, the the greater we can make it, and and the more it inspires us to continue continue the journey. So uh, I, I'm continuously inspired. I'm continuously optimistic, and and I love the fact that we we doing something for for us for us, baby. Black brown is us. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know it's it's a lot of content. It's a lot of things out here for people that's not us that we that we love to tune into and we love to kind of participate in and and have an opinion or. or or you know, just just support. Um, so it's it's really good to see that we support each other and we support a message that's actually designed for us. So for me, you know, we got to keep it moving. We got to keep it going. We got to keep it growing. We got to keep it building. We got to keep uplifting and inspiring our people because uh, that's the future. That's real talk for me, man. It's um, it's a little bit of a dream, man, to be able to take this voice that I've had inside of me and it's come out via social media, but to find a platform where I can push it out to a broader audience and I can talk to people who look just like me, who yeah. feel just like me, and I can tell them all the things that I've picked up in this world. It, it's really a dream. So, man, you talk about the combination of dreaming and content, and that leads very nicely into our guest today. So mm-hmm. I don't want to waste any time because I think it's going to be a dope episode. I want to introduce our guest. Our guest today, before I give you his name, is um, really coming into the industry of film hard. I've known this brother for several years now, all the way back to his first film, Lessons Before Love. It was dope then. He's grown to Brooklyn Blue Sky, which BET picked up, and I know it won several awards. He's working on a new one right now, King Esther, and I'm excited to see where that's going to go. The, the, The concept is dope. Everything about it is dope. So for everybody listening to my voice right now, you may know his name already, but if you don't, 
make sure you hold on to it because it won't be long before you know it, your mama knows it, your sister knows it, and your son knows it. Uh, he's, he's just a real kind of cat. He's speaking to us. It's definitely for us. And without question, it's by us because the brother is all the way around, down, brother, all the time. So I want to introduce to the to the Wild Black Podcast, <laughs> Mr. Dewey Gerard. Yeah, What's yes, going yes. on, people? How y'all doing, man? What's happening, brother? Yeah. Yes, sir. Just yes, to piggyback sir. a little bit, brother, thank y'all for this, This this not only this opportunity, but this platform. Um, I've been listening to every podcast show y'all have had. That's what's up. They've all been lit, lit as fuck. <laughs> and uh, just to know that sometimes you're not the only person thinking like that. Right. That's right. the important yeah, thing. Because right. sometimes we feel isolated and we feel like, damn, I'm not the only one that really doesn't know, especially when um, y'all was talking about the one about um, being young um, and how to approach with police officers. Right. Yeah. And like really I'm, talking about one. that because it's like, wait, what, how do we have that conversation? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate what y'all are doing and it does absolutely matter. Absolutely. And I'm sharing it with my people, man. And appreciate people are really picking that. up on it and they, and they love, you know, love the concept of what it's like just wild black. Hey, we appreciate saying. each and every stream, each and every download, each and every comment, each and every email, tweet, whatever the message is on subscribe. Instagram. I'll subscribe. Right. Yeah. People slide into the DM <laughs> in all positive ways. Y'all keep hitting us up. Yeah. By the way, while we're talking about this, hit pause <laughs> on your device right now. Go ahead and, and hit that share. Send it to two or three people that you care about. Let's enlighten some more brothers. Let's uh let's keep some more brothers and sisters safe, and let's keep pushing this message out. Um, but we want to get into it now. <clears throat> we've changed the format a little bit every now and then. We're trying <laughs> to find exactly what works, yeah. and we've changed it a little bit again today. So we uh we normally have our our um our icebreaker, our warm up. I'm adapting mm-hmm. that a little bit. Okay, okay. The, the name is changing, everybody. So now we're about to get into some wild black shit. Wild okay. black, wild yeah. black shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I like that. I like. I that. wanted to call it nigga shit, but my wife was like, "Oh, mm, wild black." See, it may evolve to nigga shit. It may evolve. See, we got to. Oh, it's gonna contain nigga some nigga shit, shit though. We, we, we were talking about the nigga shit. Uh, Ain't shit meter. The ain't shit in this meter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ain't shit meter. This ain't that, though. But, yeah. You hadn't heard that's coming soon. You ain't heard yeah, that. Okay. That, that, okay. that I'm like, damn. Yeah. I'm like, every episode. Oh, we, got a, we got a couple that's about to drop. It's going to be it's crazy. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to jump into this wild black shit. It just meant the first two questions, quick hit, get a little bit of a little bit of rise out of everybody, and then the last question is a little more thought-provoking. We Ready? Ready. Let's go. All right, all right, Dewey. When it comes to your grits, brother, do you do salt and butter or sugar? Sugar. <laughs> That's the only way, man. I'm from Arkansas. I'm a country boy. Oh, man. We put sugar in everything. Spaghetti, cornbread. Why he we peas, might have to shut it down early, bro. That's corn. some nigga shit right there. That's some country nigga <laughs> shit That's right there. Nigga That's, That's what's up. I literally cannot eat grits without, like, if it don't have sugar in it, I don't Stop I can't eat it. Playing. I absolutely just cannot eat them. All right, how you fucking with grits, man? I'm with him. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's some nigga shit. I throw throw straight sugar in my grits. It gotta have some sugar in it. Yeah, I have to. Man, y'all are hurting me. Y'all don't know how much flack I'm gonna catch. Check this out, though. Where you from? Arkansas. Okay, I'm from Chicago. Right. And you from Mississippi? Mississippi. So you you deep south? Yeah, yeah, all day. Yeah, you you yeah. I can understand why it ain't no sugar fucking with them grits. No, I'm salt and butter, baby. <laughs> right, That's the only right. way grits uh-uh. are supposed need, to be made. I need butter and sugar. Butter and shit. sugar, like and, and, oh, and whipping it in there. Period. Point blank. Everybody yep. in Charleston right now is about to revolt. <laughs> Cause they don't do sugar. They they do salt mm. and butter, and then they throw shrimp mm-hmm. and gravy and roux mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. else on top roux, of y'all. Gravy, not, no. no, that's rice. You fucking, you fucking, you fucking the grits up. That's <laughs> you fucking the grits up. With me, breakfast rice. That's your sugar and your butter. This other bullshit, y'all mm-hmm. y'all bugging. Nah, no. man. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No, y'all numbered on this one, homie. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. But you know, it, no matter how you whip that shit up, it's still delicious. It is true story. So. You know, you, true you, you, story. I can take it if it's made right without sugar in it. Cool. It's a right. difficult, but you know. Wild black shit number two. This is a finish my line. I like the way you comb your hair. I like the stylish clothes you wear. It's just the little things you do that make me want to get with you. All I want to do is what? Who pressure? Put my zoom, zoom, oh, zoom, and I'm zoom, boom, 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 boom,
I thought I had it. Sir, uh-uh, no. I said, shit, Ooh, hold on, what I do? This is zoom, zoom, zoom. And I'm Yo, the, the pause fooled me. I thought yeah. I got me one. Mm-hmm. No, you let you let you let right into that one, bro. Yeah, yeah. Now, you, your 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 black card would be revoked if you I didn't think, know that. If you didn't, at our age, right? At our age, yeah. Your black card would be yeah. revoked if you couldn't. If you couldn't. What that. is that song inspired by? What song led to that song? I'm not even going to answer it. I'm going to let everybody think about it. Next episode, I'll get an answer to that one. Wow, I have no idea. What yeah, kind yeah. of fucking suspense is that you doing, Vince? What, hey, what, what they got to come what? back. Shit. I, <laughs> shit. It's an Elder Bard song. I tell you that. It's an Elder Bard song. What? That inspired that, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Research, baby. Hey, listeners, go, get, go hit that internet. Hit Google. Do some research. It's coming, though. Hmm. Niggas didn't know that. All right. <clears throat> more nigga shit. Uh-oh. More wild black shit. Sorry. New edition preference. With Bobby? Without Bobby? With Bobby, man. With Bobby. Bobby made it dangerous, brother. All right. You, you, you want to with Bobby? Like, I don't <clears throat> know how you can, you can construct the same sound without, or the same vibe without mm-hmm. Bobby. What about Can You Stand the Rain? That was, that was, Bobby wasn't around for that. Yeah, but but you still need Bobby though. I I don't, I don't disagree. You still you, so you, both of y'all on the with Bobby tip. The yeah. original, yeah. All right? Yeah. So it's original. When when you think about the music they put out, which one had more had the better music with Bobby without Bobby? I got it more without Bobby because I I mean we were kids at the yeah. time, you know, so yeah. we were just like Candy Girl, you know, we were just yeah. on that, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that led to the other thing, true, yeah. so, true, true. And when he came back the third time, it was still lit. Are you you right about when that? When he was with Diddy, what's your favorite uh, indie album? Oh shit, which album? Which one is is your oh, favorite? The first one. All right, I'm with the first one. Heartbreak, and I love Home Again. That's with Diddy. Uh, no, Diddy did the one after Home Again. That I was think. Like the third one, I think. All right, well, y'all keep on thinking. We, we finished the first one. The I'm, first I'm, one, the I'm, very first one. Yeah, cool. Now right, we go into the little more serious question, and you probably already know this one, but what do you love most about life while black? Oh man, I love our ability to survive. I love our ability to survive. Nobody has been through more in the world than than Black Americans. That's a true story. I we love still that we still here. Motherfucking yeah. answer. Yeah, nobody's been through more, and it's we the still here. It's the resilience, black people, and that's what's keep them shook. That's why they stay shook because they can't believe that we're still here. Yeah. Listen, I went to um just you know I know y'all got Beyonce coming up soon, but I went to her concert in Nice. Right. And I'm telling you, in France. The two people that they love were black people. I just want to point out, folks. He said he went to the concert in Nice. Right? <laughs> yeah, they all, yeah, I hope everybody caught that. Most I of did. us go to concert in Atlanta, Detroit, Correct. maybe Correct. Jackson, Correct. Mississippi. You Correct. know what I'm saying? And we think our season's tight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He talking about niece, and I thought about my brother's child. Like, <laughs> Scatters a niece. You, you know you do it on a different level when you can say statements like, I saw Beyonce like, in niece. But check this out. So motherfuckers right now, I already know. Y'all Google it. Right. Niece. Like, y'all like, niece. shit, I'm thinking my brother's put, motherfucking daughter, too. And they spelled it like niece. niece. Right. <laughs> Not how it's actually spelled. Right. Right. Y'all got to look right. up nice. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Go yes. say it slow. We're gonna be like, what? I didn't know that was a motherfucking region right there. Yeah. Yo, we are amazing. <laughs> Shout out to Mac. Mac said there's power in the skin. Yes. Or else they wouldn't be trying so hard to kill us. Yes. That's a true statement. That's a true statement. He doesn't know it yet, but the t-shirts we haven't made say that right on the front. That's, That's beautiful. That's yeah. so strong. That's so strong. That resilience is is <laughs> Like and we, you know what? It's cool you say it that way because a lot of us don't recognize or realize what that resilience means or what we've actually been through. And enable that enables us to actually be the way we are. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot that goes behind how resilient we are. And yep. it's it's you it's almost like, oh yeah, that's just how I am. Well, no, it's a lot of a lot of history and a lot of culture and a lot of ancestry that's behind your ability to be as resilient as you are. And most of it is erased. So yeah. we, don't, we don't have the pleasure of going yeah. and seeing what our art was like when we first came over right. here. Or, yeah. you know, we don't know those stories of the original slaves that right. may have wanted to educate us because all that was washed away. So our history is hidden, but we stand. And us being here lets us know that the history is strong. Because yeah. no other people could be what we've been through and still be here. That's absolutely it's impossible. right. They fall apart when they lose a little bit of money. That's absolutely right. I think I said on the last episode, yep. if the surviving lions don't tell the story of the fallen lion, the hunter tells the story. Yep. That's it. That's a true story. Mm-hmm. True story. All right, we're going to move over to our, our composition piece today. Now, today's piece comes directly from, from Dewey himself. This is out of, directly out of his email. It's a quote I hadn't heard before, but it was so fitting for what we're going to talk about today. By the way, um, today's topic, we're going deep on what it's like breaking into the entertainment industry while black. We're going to talk through some of the obstacles, some of the successes, and just have a good conversation about that. Quote is from Dr. Martin Luther King. It's a short one. And it says, almost always, the creative, dedicated minority has made the world better. Almost always, the creative, dedicated minority has made the world better. Dewey, I want to turn to you first, brother, because this is in your signature. So I know it's got some meaning to you. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about what that line means to you. Well, um, to be honest with you, um, and it was interesting that you that you picked that because I really do live, kind of live by that mantra every single day. Um, when I was beginning my um, journey, I remember telling my mom how hard it was going to be. And that's how she, I was like, Mom, it's going to be so hard. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to be this. I don't think it's going to be that. She says, listen, we create our success. Right. She said, we created. And then she just started running it down from the Little Rock Nine to Harriet Tubman to, I mean, even if you look at Barack, we had to create our own journeys. So it's not just necessarily a creative, you know, because people want to think that's, you know, but we do change the world. But right. like we were talking about, you look at a black man from Brooklyn, a black woman from Houston, one of them having some economic base, the other one not having an economic base, and they right. both rise as a family right. and are the biggest stars in the world. Right. Performing in Nice. Right. Where people completely forget that you, oh, let me tell y'all. Well, are y'all going to the show? I'm going tomorrow. Going but y'all can appreciate it, but they can appreciate it. You know, the story of OJ, you know, yeah. he was like, still yeah. niggas. Yeah. They had, they could not even remotely understand what that what that meant. Right. And you're in Nice, France, singing this song. A whole group of people don't even speak your language, don't vibing understand what it was. It. Vibing out to that don't shit. Don't even know who the fuck OJ is. Don't even know the story of OJ. Don't care, just soaking up everything wow. they Soaking up out. everything that we do because yeah. it's our essence. The vibe. It, the vibe. The vibe is strong enough for you to be connected. And I see it all over the world all the time where the black influences of music, literature, art, culture is shaping the whole world. All you got to do is go over to Amsterdam and do a 90s party. They right. know every song that you know. They could tell you where the original boom, boom, boom from the zoom, zoom, zoom came from. <laughs> they can because our culture shapes their culture. I'm telling y'all, when you go in London, um, Dublin, Ireland, any of those places, if you want it to be popping, it's going to have a black vibe to it. And these same kids probably aren't even don't even realize that their culture, they're shaping other cultures all right. over the world. Right. They have no idea. Right. No idea. Man, when I think about this quote, it takes me back to somewhat of a personal story, not nothing I can't share too easily. I remember years back, my wife and I came to Atlanta and we um, went to her uncle's house and her uncle had several children. There was at least one set of triplets and two sets of twins and Mm. some individuals. There was a lot of children. And I remember having a conversation with him about struggle, right? And the mm-hmm. fact that they struggled to make things happen Absolutely. the way they should, but they made it. And as I got to know the children, every member of that family was talented in some way, mm. some way creatively, right? Whether it was piano or singing or dance or whatnot, every single child in that family had this amazing talent that came from nowhere but inside, right? And I, regardless of the religion you believe in or what God you believe in, you've got to believe that God 
put something inside of you. And what it makes me think is people who are born into and out of struggle tend to be the blessed minds from a creative mm-hmm. standpoint. Yes. And that, that ties so much into us because our story in this country has been one of, one of struggle from the first day we set foot on the soil mm-hmm. to today. Yeah. And then going to your comment about how creatively we shape the world. I think it's born out of a people with struggle. God Absolutely. put something inside of you so Absolutely. that no matter who you are, or how little you have, yep. you've got something to give back to the world, yeah. shape the world and leave your legacy. Yep. And that's what I picked up on in that quote. I think it's, it's beautiful because it, it tells our story, yep. our legacy and how we are impacting this world. Every single country, continent yeah. yep. at a time we, we yes. are we are running things. Yes. From a culture. From a content and we don't and from even, cool, yeah, and we don't even really realize it. And no, is is what I think, and and I, I talk about this. I have a whole like little narrative that I, that I go through. This it's called battle tested, and we as people are already battle tested. Like we, our whole existence is battle tested. So the things that you need to be successful require that there is some type of struggle or some type of journey that you got to go through in order to get to success. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've already, like our ancestors have already traveled a certain part of that journey for us. We're ready. We are ready to travel the rest of the journey. And we don't even realize that, like when you recognize that, like, like, let's say three quarters of the journey has already been traveled for you and you got a quarter of the journey to go. Oh man, that's, that's a hell of a statement. That's it. We as black people are already battle tested. The thing that we need to realize is that it's exactly what our what's just been stated is recognizing that the world has already understood that we battle tested and they already fucking with us. And you don't even realize that they already fucking with us. Yep. Already. The already whole, there. The whole world. It's us. Right. We the ones that's gotta figure out, oh shit, yep. they already fucking with us. Like I'm popping? Already. <laughs> All over the world. Already. In Israel? Yeah. I'm popping? Yes, we popping. Cool. All right, we're going to move into the civil wrong or the civil right. So we're talking about entertainment today. And our political system has become a place of significant entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Trump is fueling the shit out of Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. Every comics stand-up routine. Tons of jokes on a daily basis. So the question I want to pose. Dominated the, the and, and I want, media cycle. Absolutely. I want you all's opinion on is this a civil right or a civil wrong? I think it's something that we need to learn from. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the question. Everything that's going on with Omarosa right now, right? She's come out. She's got audio. She's got video. She's got receipts, right? You're yeah. looking at someone who learned from Trump, yeah. who is enacting Trump's manners, behavior, all the things that he taught her. Now, I feel like she's doing it for self, but at the same time, I do think it can help the people who are anti-Trump, like myself. So. Knowing all the history we know of Amarosa, her 15 years with Trump, all the way going back to the first apprentice. Yeah. Is she and what she's doing a civil right or a civil wrong? Man, I don't know. It's a difficult discussion because it, really is. it is a nuanced discussion. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I know this is going to be probably like counter to what most people think. I, I do think it's a civil right. Right. I really do. Because at, at the end of the day, he knew who she was when he hired her. Right. You know, so for her to be self-effaciating, for her to be, um, uh, have to protect her neck, a lot of the techniques that she took advantage of is what all black people have to do anyway. Absolutely. Because the honest truth is, and she said it once when she was talking to Savannah Guthrie that morning, right. she said, if I didn't have these receipts and these recordings, you wouldn't believe me. Absolutely. Because I said it yesterday, Katrina Fireson lied and said she didn't say it. Yep. Now it's come out and she clearly said it. Right. She said so. And, and, and you know what? If she layered this <clears> a little bit more in social justice, I think she would have a little bit more of a of a of a, of a decent argument. Right. But I, I think it's fair, and I think it's right. You know, he, if he didn't do his due diligence and go find, because there are a lot of black people who are Republicans who are substantive. I actually have black Republican friends in New York who are able to give me really conservative, um, socioeconomic. Um, uh, valid points about the way reason why they're actually Republicans. Right. He didn't go look for those people. Right. He went and looked and he looked where he looked in reality television. Yep. So 
you she's right for what she she's doing and she's right to have benefited from this Absolutely. you know they benefited you know not to get too deep into this but they benefited from a lot of stuff that they had that you, you that they shouldn't have benefited from financially that's right you no know argument uh, here slavery is one of them you no, know y'all exactly. sitting up on Say the, that. sitting up on the porch drinking mid juleps and you telling the black people they too lazy yep you know yeah. so Listen, she got caked up. She get her money. She sold her book. I think it's going to be tough for credibility because at the end of the day, the problem was, the real problem I think black people have with Omarosa is intent. Right. right. Absolutely. You, now, don't pee on our leg and then tell us that it's right. raining. We know, you know why you're doing what you're doing. We know why you're doing it. You could have just kept it 100 with us from the very beginning. Absolutely. You, you know, get, and get we, your paper. I'm get not your mad paper. at you. Because we all got bills. Right. And we know we got to pay these bills. Say that. But don't sit here and say, well, he's not racist. He's racial. <laughs> nah, sis, you, you, we don't even understand that kind of language. You're too intelligent right. to be saying some foolishness like that. So that's the problem. It, there's an era of disingenuousness to it. 100. But she's right to be doing what she's doing. You had the experience. They brought you into the administration. Go get your money. Yep. Art, thoughts, bro? Oh, man, I got a whole bunch on Hit him, hit him, hit him. Oh, so, so, so check it out. So so uh, me personally, my, my personal motherfucking opinion of Amorosa is that motherfucker is a piece of shit. Mm. Um, <laughs> I understand her opportunistic perspective and her her the way she moves across the 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 environment and the landscape that she exists in, and it's real snakish. So, in, in my perspective, I, I have no respect for a black woman who moves in that manner. Um, she does have a very like from a capitalistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, she's opportunistic. She's made a significant contribution of living in in, in capital gain as yep. it relates to to the way that she moves across the environment and how she communicates and how she speaks. And this book deal is just another uh, a method of 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 generating revenue and, yep. and and some type of 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 self gain from um from what she's been able to do. Uh, but but to me, it it does not uplift the black community. It is not a a, a model that any African American should actually uh, aspire to become. Um, it, it it's not respectable as a black woman. I have absolutely no respect for her, um, and I have a very strong feeling about her because I have no respect for her right. as a person or as the way that she moves. Like I can respect the capitalistic nature of what she does. Right. However. It is not good for our community. It's not good for us. It's not good for our people. Um, it's a good lesson to learn from. Mm-hmm. But she is not an example that anyone should follow. Uh, in my personal opinion, oh, I think you're good. when you when you relate it back to uh, uh, the game or the lesson that she's teaching, I think that's a good lesson. But outside of that, there's nothing more that I can actually con- contribute or, or or gain from. Um, her existence. So uh, everything that I see is is a part of the game. So when she when she mentions the things that she mentions around, hey, I got these tapes and all that. Well, you've been in the game with with him for so long. So it's very difficult for me to believe anything that you say. I can I can hear it, but yeah, you you you. I don't know if that's rhetoric. Or I don't know if that is something that you've you've manipulated with him in order to to create this environment. You know what this is. You know what racism looks like. You know yeah. what our people going through. Yeah. And you still sitting in in the game playing games, acting right, acting in this role as if it ain't black people that's getting shot out here. It's black people that's not not actually in the real world society being oppressed and you got this position of power and you're not using it to help uplift your people. Yep. So my personal perspective is, 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 is just that. So to me, um, she's a non-factor. Cool. I've got, I've got, I share views from both of y'all. My, the first thing I'd say is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. That's that's the first mm-hmm. thing I think when I think about how we can benefit from this. If she's the one who's got the silver bullet. So to speak, that brings Trump down or destroys the presidency for Trump, I'm all for it. Now, I have major questions as to actually I don't have any questions. I have major concerns as to where I believe her value to be. Right. If she valued us as a people, including herself, uh, including herself, right, yes. then her behavior across, I won't say the last 15 years, but I'll say across the last three, two to three years when the campaign started ramping up to now, 
I think her pr- behavior would have been tremendously different. I think she's self-serving, right? She went after self. What I do like about her is I think she's fucking brilliant. She is. I think she is strategic and master of communication. Right. Whether you and, and she can spin and manipulate and yes. strategize better than a lot of people I've seen. She does it for the wrong reasons. And this, this is going to be a horrible argument. But the reason some people look at things That's that like Hitler, Hitler did though. and said, right, it, it, I was going I, the same I, I, way. Yeah. I, because I, he was strategic. I personally don't believe with him or her beliefs. But when I when I remove all that and I look at the level of intelligence, I respect it. The value's not in the right place, in my opinion. And so all I can think about is, to Dewey's point, has she been honest with, listen, I'm out for self. I'm finna go. I'm finna rock this. Get with me if you want to. That would have been better to me than trying to come out now and say, I care about us. I care about us. Right? Even in her book, I've listened to the first several chapters of it, right? She's spinning it like, I've always been down for us. She goes deep into her history and all the work that she did. Some of it I didn't know about, but I don't believe it's about us. It's about you and your money. And if your money is worth sacrificing us, who am I to get in your way? I I just don't support you. Yeah, I I believe you made the absolutely correct correlation. Like, because— as you, as you spoke about it, I said, you know what? It is Hitler-ish. <laughs> right, right. In my perspective, that, we right? We both because at the same time. When you influence people in the wrong manner, right. it's manipulation. And when you manipulate people, you move them in the wrong direction. Absolutely. Therefore, I have absolutely no respect for people who manipulate people or influence people in the wrong direction. And I actually have a absolute disdain, heart of hate for people who do that for our people in the black community. Right. And it's because we've already been oppressed for so long. And because she so, could have done so much good. So much good. Like, yeah. well, it, it, within the Trump administration? Not necessarily within the Trump administration. She could have been if, more if, real with this, us this, about what's happening. This is my perspective. Because I think what she's doing is the best any black person could have done for I agree. Us. I, don't right. agree. I, I, Trump, I agree with that Trump right now. I don't agree. But I don't, I don't agree. agree with it I think three if, months ago. If you are brilliant, I think if you are brilliant and you are a master manipulator, you can manipulate things in your best interest for the interest of your people. But what if what if that's what she was doing? I can't see it yet. Okay. And I'm, now, I'm, if I'm that comes the, out, I'm use the term I, I, I would yet. love that to be the yeah. case. I like would. If, if the nail in the coffin for this presidency is on the back or on the the, the recording of Amarosa, then that I would, would be say, different. yeah. I now you have absolutely turned the test of time. Like my perspective has has, <laughs> has has turned because you 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 are the the David in this David and Goliath, Goliath. story. All right, so right. we, we can stay you on this topic forever. So I'm, I'm going to ask the <laughs> most important question that everybody's thinking. Is she invited to the cookout? Hell no. No. Fuck that. No. Amorosa, you have no invite. Fuck that. That's a time for family. That's a safe right. space. She, yeah. And she's damn sure not family. We don't family. trust you like Hell that. No. Yeah. We, we get it. We know who you are, yeah, but we just don't fuck with you like that. Your ass can't even come close to the fucking barbecue. Can't be on the same block. Hell no. She get her ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> no. But we'll bring her a play. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I call an ambulance. <laughs> Shit, that's about it. All right, okay. We're we going to jump off into the, the course section of, uh, of our episode today. <laughs> we finna really pick Dewey's mind, get some learning about what he's gone through. That's what's up. What he's doing, what he's going to do. For all the young creatives out there, or the not so young creatives, because I firmly believe there's never there's never a time that's too late to go after what you're dreaming about. Uh, we're going to talk through his thoughts on how you go from where you are to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So let's start at the beginning, man. What got you into film and production, man? How did you get here, man? I started off as an actor, and I was acting in New Orleans because um, it kind of became <clears> the, like the I went to school in, at LSU, right, uh, down in Baton Rouge, and um, I was I down in New Orleans. I don't think I realized that I went yeah. to Southern. Yeah. Oh, you went to Southern? Yeah. I didn't even know that, yeah. man. And I'm sure we were there at the exact same time. Probably were. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I went to LSU, and then you know they started uh, with the uh, um, tax incentives. They started to get yep. a lot of like you know things down there. So I was like, you know what? I really always wanted to be an actor. I'm gonna just go down and start acting. And so I was down there auditioning, and it was specifically this one audition um, where the lines that she that that were written for me were really like simple lines. I mean, it wasn't nothing. Then probably like, yeah, it's over in the closet. 
You know, it was like something stupid, you know, it was a small role. And so I go in and it's a, a white casting director and I say, you know, the lines and she was like, oh my God, that's really good. She's like, but I really want you to, you know, be more black. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and you know, I've, I have been woke before woke was a thing. A motherfucking you know, word. I, I've yeah. always understood right. microaggressions. I didn't know this. That's what they were called. Right. But, but you I've felt always them. understood all this shit. Right. So I've always been up on it. Like, and I knew automatically I don't want this role, whatever it is, but I do want to teach her a lesson. Right. So I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. So then I did it in like a more like Carlton Banks type voice. And she was like, oh, good, 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 good. But do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I just, I needed to be just more, you know, grounded. But can you, you know, get, can you give me Wesley and not Carlton? And so I did it even in like a white voice, you know, like. You know? Right. And she was like, okay, thank you so much. I said, wait, wait, wait. I said, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just totally misunderstanding this thing. I said, why don't you demonstrate for me <laughs> you do the black that you want me to give you because I can give you the black that you want me to give it to me. And she was like, you know? And then she, of course... Yo, how do we get in there black? <laughs> and I'm like, and I literally just looked at oh, her. Oh, man. And I looked at her to make her feel it. That's all I wanted her to do was just have that one sensation right. of discomfort to understand what I've asked this young man to do is demeaning. Right. And it is small-minded. Right. And so right after that, I took the sides with me. And I said, I really think I can write something better right. than what they written on this page. And so I said, well, let me just start this journey of writing. And I've been writing ever since. That's dope. Yeah. And man, you couldn't wow. have set up question two any, any yeah. better. That's how it happened. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, brother. The feelings you got from her fueled and inspired you to do what the fuck you needed to do. I just felt if, I, if, if this is what I'm getting from her, and this was an industry person, I mean, she's yeah. still casting. I said, I know I could just do better. Right. I didn't know that I could make it a career. I didn't know I would you know, my career would go where it was. I didn't know I would have an impact, get to be on a podcast. I just knew I could do something that added to the narrative. So that's why I just said, you know that's what? I'm just going to start writing and just figure it out myself. Cool. So that, that leads real nicely into, into my second question. So my second question is, all of us, every black person has that one moment in your life, probably multiples, when you can remember distinctly feeling black and less than at the same time because of someone's behavior, whether they called you nigga or they did something to you, like like in that story. But since you have kind of broken into the industry, since you've been Dewey that we have now, has there been a moment where you felt that type of negativity because of race? Shit, yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you, let me tell you, oh, man, this is the worst. So I was... um in the market, this was a this was a few years. I started doing short films. Like I really wasn't playing. I started doing my thing, right. and so I kind of built up a very, very, very small reputation in the Baton Rouge area for someone of the young that was one of the young filmmakers that was trying to do the right thing. And so I had this this film. It was Lesson Before Love, actually. Right. And I found this investor, this guy who was really interested in investing. And at the time, I had a budget of one hundred fifty thousand, and right. he said he wanted to give me one hundred fifty thousand. So I'm like, oh, my whole life's gonna change. I'm about to be at Sundance. I'm thinking this Moving is about to on up. I'm about to change everything and buy a couple of uh, glasses of Henny. <laughs> so I'm like, it's it's lit. And so then, what ended up happening was we had to go meet with him. So we drive to somewhere. It was down South Louisiana. We had to go meet him at his office. And so we get into his office. Now, let me tell you guys, I wore a suit because I wanted him to see me as a businessman, not as a creative. So I have on a suit. My business partner has on a suit. And the other guy, he didn't have on a suit because he was like, he didn't know he was doing suits that day. But he still was dressed quite nicely. And we were all young black men. So we go into this guy's office. We're sitting there. He's got two other men flanked with him. He's like, I don't even need... You know, they always love to do this, like, bro thing. Like, right. that they feel like they have to connect with you. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right, so right. It's like, bro. As if you're a motherfucker. As if you're so foreign to them that they have to find a true connection. And so he's like, yo, bro. He was like, you know, 
man, you know, I don't even have to see your your business. I had a business plan. He said, I don't have to see your business plan. I don't have to see the script and anything. Man, just the way you came in here and the vibe I got from you, man, it's just awesome. And I was like, oh my God, I ain't got to do nothing. He's going to write a check. And so he goes... He starts talking about his life and where he's from. He's like, oh, man, other day I heard this funny, funny, funny joke, man. Listen, listen, you're going to crack up. You're going you're gonna to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. All right. So what's long and hard on a black man? Second grade. Stop it. Get the fuck out of here. No, nah, I'm not Stop fucking it. around. Oh. I ain't got Omarosa tapes, but I can got somebody <laughs> to cooperate this motherfucking story. Oh, man. And so I'm literally sitting there, and I, I'm, listen, I am broke. Not like broke, you know, like Atlanta broke, where they still got like a Mercedes. I'm like broke, broke, right? Right. $150,000 check. I could have took that shit and went and still got that check and made my film, but I knew at that day. I kept coming up with all these excuses why I couldn't take his money that day. Right. I was like, oh, we don't have our account set up. You know, we're going to get it set up. But I knew I was not going to take any money from that dude. And that was the first offer I ever had from somebody white. Wow. That, money. that was a real life Omarosa moment and you chose the right path. She took the money. I couldn't do it, brother. Yo ass wow. chose the Martin Luther King path. I can't do it. Off Hitler path. I couldn't do I couldn't <laughs> live with myself, brother. You, you damn right. I couldn't live with myself. Like you, wow. mentally. Mentally. That's a mental like you cannot sell out yourself. No. Right. If you do, you you might as well just I shouldn't say that, like kill yourself, but you, no, you your ass say. might as well just <laughs> exit right. That's what the fuck I say. Yeah. You need to figure out who you are, but that's 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 noble. That's nobility. It's when you have that's character. That's a black man. That That is character. character. Yeah. That is integrity. Yeah. That is that is manly strength around adversity in thought, financial. Like that is the message that black men and women need to hear. We can't sell ourselves out. No. We can't. I mean, Especially not we, don't have, to. Rags. we, don't, we don't have to. We don't have to. It's not that deep. And when you do, you can't expect our respect on the back. You cannot. No. Omarosa. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or Omarosa. expect to flourish on the back end. Exactly. Either. Because that exactly. seed, that's a seed that's being planted in that's you. That's right. That's and right. if you take that shit once, you'll take it again. Right. And you'll you keep know? taking it so until like, your no, tree falls down. I've never seen a $150,000 check still to this day, but that right. don't mean I'm not going to get it. Right. And when I do get it, it's going to have some level of honor to it. Right, you know, yeah. not right. like that. Right, right. But yeah, that That's was it was that was crazy. Cool. Would, would that would that be one of the most racist moments you can remember? Well, you know, the interesting thing is, people when they talk about racism, they put it on this like that spectrum. Right. right? You're not saying like a nigga joke. You're not a racist. Right. And that's not really what racism is. I not think it's at all. any act made to feel someone feel less than because of their race. Exactly. And so, I, oh my goodness, I feel racism all the time in microaggressions and approach, in even the way that sometimes my work is critiqued. Um, a lot of times, and you guys know how it is, some restaurants you walk into that you know, you know, maybe black owned, you understand why it ain't no chandelier in the top. Right? right, and so you, you, you give them the benefit of the doubt, and you're like, I'm still going to support this business because the food is good, right? They don't do that on our behalf. Like they don't give us the benefit of a doubt. So they'll look at a lesson before love, and they'll be like, Oh, it didn't open with the right scene. Oh, it didn't open here. Not understanding, we only had thirty five thousand dollars to produce an entire feature film. Right, right. So they judge our work on the same standard as everything else without the same resources. Right. So again, you're not taking into account, you know, that we just don't have the same economic, you know, right. challenges. Right, they right. read our scripts and, you know, I hear all the time where they say, um, and it's great plays that you guys could read or watch and be like, oh, I love it because you get it. But for them, they'll use words like um, it's um, too culturally strong. That's interesting. That's, right? That's, that's not I haven't heard it put that way before. It's too wow. black. Right, too black. You know, there's too much jargon. Huh. That's not jargon. That's the way that we talk. That's how we talk. You know? That's our language. Uh, three, uh, three weeks ago, somebody told me my script had too much Ebonics. What? Yes. And I'm like, Ebonics, this is not Ebonics. This is the way that we speak. This is the way we speak. This is our language. It's not Ebonics. So I still deal with it all the time. Right. But the one thing that I do mm. appreciate is 
because I'm seeing other filmmakers rise and survive through it, I know that gives me the ability to be able to do the same thing. Cool. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. I don't want to let black folks off the hook too easy, so I want to ask a question directed more toward us, right? Mm-hmm. There is the perception, it's reality to some people, that we don't do a good job of supporting each other when we're mm-hmm. building businesses, when we're trying to reach our dreams. Now, folks like us, you and I, we've been supporting each other back and forth for years. Sure. And I love every bit of support you've given me, and, and I hope the support I've given you has been positive. But what type of experience have you had as far as getting your community, and, and what I mean by your community is the nation of black folks that we are, to rally behind you and support you? So, you know, believe it or not, man, I actually was having this conversation earlier today, believe it or not, and I don't even... So this is a problem. I'm going to state what the problem the problem truly is, and then I'm just going to explain how it has affected me, right? The problem is the lack of education in the black community. Yeah. Right. That is the ultimate problem. And if you really trace back any of our like major issues that we have going on right now, it all kind of starts with the basis of education. Absolutely. From the food that we eat to the music that we consume, it all has something to do with education. So the challenge is, is that I am a nuanced black. Right. Right. So I'm going to write a type of story that you're going to have to ingest think about and let it filter through you, right? I'm not going to give you everything straight up front right out the gate, but because the black mindset, especially of the um, the people that have, haven't have had the good fortune of getting the education is so simplified, everything has to be given to them or they don't want it, right? Right? It's, it's fast food, you know, and they want fast films. They want fast music. Like the music artists now today, they're not, you know, any better than the ones back, but they're not necessarily worse either. They just understand the kids just want to vibe. They don't now. They don't even care what you're saying because they don't have the depth of thought to understand what you're saying. Like the Netflix generation, the we Netflix. want everything right now, right now, quick, fast, in a hurry, simplified. Yeah. Right. So the stuff that's winning in the black community is love and hip hop. Why you see fighting? I yes, can't no. fucking stand love him. It's trash. Yeah, it's trash. It's garbage. Yes. It's trash. Man, I, I, man if, oh. It, but it's, it's the so same reason easy. YouTube fight videos have easy. 10 million 10 hits. 10 million. But then the black kid graduating. Right. 10 likes. Right. 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 Because it's nuanced. You, right. It's harder to put, uh, it's harder to understand that image that you never received than right. it is to. And so my challenge is, which I'm just not going to do, I'm not going to melt down my work in order to reach a broader swath of us, but rather I'm going to continue to make the work that I'm making and whoever my audience is, is who my audience is. And hopefully if I'm creating substantive work, good work, good characters, good story arcs, good images, if I'm, if I'm blowing y'all's mind every single time y'all watch my stuff, that same group is going to grow just like y'all's podcast. Absolutely. You you hit that influential group and then they hit the people outside of them and you grow. We'll be fine. So you're, you're talking about like hitting your core audience and you're talking about your work so <clears throat> i want to kind of pivot the conversation mm. right on, on wild black we talk about every every angle of being black we talk about the negative from police to the struggle and racism to dewey trying to break through and create his films and push them out to an audience so i want to take a second now and kind of talk about the flip side when we, we want to talk about the wins and we mm. want to talk about strategies that are going to help whoever is hearing our voices right now who's sitting on the couch like you were 20 years ago when you were trying to figure out how to get to where you are today. Sure. So I want to ask this question. Uh, Brooklyn Blue Sky. Yes. And first off, for all the listeners, um, what you need to do is go to YouTube and go to BET's uh, profile on YouTube. Pull up Brooklyn Blue Sky. It's eight episodes. They're short episodes. You can get through them. Hour and a half tops, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just check the story. It, it, it's one of those kind of stories where it brings in so many elements that affect us. Do you can jump in with me, but it talks about um, alcoholism. Yes. It talks about parenting. It talks yes. about loss. It touches on depression. Yes. Uh, it talks about uh, adoption. Yeah, absolutely. Adoption. Cancer. The cancer was a big one. That, that one got me. Addiction that to was, social media. Social man, media. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, that first scene, and like, it didn't make sense. 
the first time I watched it because I didn't know enough about that very first scene when you've got Sky it's or Skyler. Right, right. You've got her dancing. I didn't know what she was doing when she grabbed her chest. Yeah. Right. But when I went back again, again to, to watch him preparing for this, it all made sense. Yes. I was like, and then, then you even pay attention to her body language and right. everything. It's like she, she falls flat. Anyway, back to what I'm saying, folks, go hit up the site. Watch the episodes. Please. Hit us up. Let us know what you think, if you got any questions or whatnot, because Real Talk is dope, and it hits on a lot of topics and a lot of issues that affect the greater community, but specifically impact the African-American community Mm -hmm. in a big way. Go out there. Support it. I promise you, you'll love it. So um, tell me how it was working with BET when you got that project signed. I can't even believe that we got with BET. Right, that's a a huge thing. It's incredible. We're the first web series that's ever been acquired by them. That's so Um, dope. And they're first one, the first one, and from it they're creating. That's that's the model that they're using to create their own content going forward. That's dope. I just think that again, the BET audience is is about you know pop. Culture. They are that insta gratification that we just talked about. Insta gratification. So you have nuanced work on this platform where people aren't necessarily looking for nuanced work. Right. Even though they had Robin Thede's show, The Rundown, which right. was amazing. Right. On that right. show, which got canceled. Yep. Because again, to the watch a black work. woman say brilliant stuff that you actually have to think about and know about, right? right? You have to know that the Affordable Health Care Act is Obamacare to get the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not like, we're not thinking that deep. We're not educated We're in not that educated sense. in that sense and they don't think the people that are watching because you know us, we, nine times out of ten, we ain't, we ain't turning on BET. Right. You know, we're going somewhere that our minds can be like, that's, that's elevated. Absolutely. So, it's the truth. That's it's true. the truth. Listen, myself I can't included. remember the last time I listened. I watched BET. And yeah, most I, of the time, I, I'm no longer the target. I haven't turned it on in a minute. Matter yep. of fact, I hadn't even watched the BET Awards in probably the last three years. I get it. And I mm-hmm. understand on YouTube. why. And I know that, you know, right now they're over there trying to reshape that culture because that was our foundation. That's where we really start to see our own yeah. black images. So we always going to have a soft spot in our heart for it. But I think they didn't really understand how to market my my concept and what we were doing. Right. But we we're still absolutely held accountable for it. Yeah, so literally, I, I can understand you that. Know, so it was just, it was really tough, but it was a good experience because they didn't ask me to change anything about our That's show. Beautiful. Yeah. They, they put it out there as is. They respected what I was doing. They're still in conversations with me, asking me to submit other things for other projects. That's and, love. You know, they're, they're showing love in a really beautiful and substantive way. But, you know, I am disappointed that it didn't, it didn't have the, um, the support that I felt like it could have had. Right. But I understand the factors that were all at play. Right. Well, yeah. I'm, I'll say it yeah. again. Wild Black audience, Wild Black listeners— you are the target, right? The, the show that he pulled together, Brooklyn Blue Sky, will appeal to you. It's got a, it's got a dope message. But I want to I wanna take another step. Right now you're working on King Esther. Yes. About a transgender woman yes. living in New Orleans. Yes. Which, if you know anything about the culture of New Orleans, you already know like how deep that's going to be, right? Yes. yes. So tell yes. me a little bit about that project. Well, uh, so, yes. Everything you can tell about the project. Yeah, yeah, no problem. We actually just locked it. We just locked it two days ago. Dope, So we're totally finished with that, which is great because we're about to take it on this journey. So if you ever look at my work, (laughs) the work that I've done in the past, I always created within my own lens. Right. Right. So when I was 25, I was writing about a 25-year-old black man. From Arkansas. <laughs> when I was 28, <laughs> I was a 28-year-old black man living in Baton Rouge. You know, it's like, I know how old I was based on how old the character is that I wrote. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to really, like, push myself beyond myself, I have to have agency to tell stories. And what is the one thing that me, myself, as a black cisgendered man, what is the one thing that... I don't know anything about. And that is, I don't know anything about being a black trans woman. Right. And so I decided to take our privilege, our, our, our black male privilege, and to use it as a tool to try to heal. 
We just talked about I that on the last episode. Dropping Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's real. It's real. We have it and we can use it. So I said, how do I approach this story? So I decided to tell this story about um, an important event that I went through, which was Hurricane Katrina. Right. And just talk about her seven days leading up to Hurricane Katrina and how a black trans woman would try to get out of Hurricane Katrina. That's cool. And I knew it was going to be like backlash. I've already gotten it from family members. You know, of course. again, the basis of it to me is it's a, it's a, it's a It's a topic that, that is taboo <laughs> right. to it's people It's a taboo still. topic. Black men. And it's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge your thought process. Thought process, and even just to cast to cast the black men who would interact with this woman in the series was something I thought was going to just be so hard and challenging. But I'm seeing that there are brothers like us out there who are open to the journey even as actors, as me as a creative. And so, you know, we did this series. We just signed on Angelica Ross from Pose to be the executive say, producer. I was, was going to bring it up. I just saw that. Janet Huber from um, Fresh, Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is in this series. Oh, that's what Yeah, that. she's in the series as well. So it was... It was it was an incredible journey, um, but again, it's it's work that's that's just kind of you know it's kind of highbrow. So you have to right. take your time. You have to really give her a chance to 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 become a part of your lives in order to get into it. So, cool. so how can the listeners get closer to King Esther? How do they? Um, how do they well, stay right in now track? you can just sign up at kingesther.com. Right now we're prepping it for the festival circuit, so we're going to be submitting in the next um, to Sundance the next week, and then okay. after that we'll be submitting to Tribeca, and then we're going to be submitting to South by Southwest because we really wanted to to try to work work its legs on the on the indie market because I'm really trying to get into linear television and That's make so a dumb. series in linear TV. Can you explain linear television to the listeners real quick? Insecure, uh, Queen Sugar, uh, Love Is, um, Tyler Perry's... Um, gotcha. My man, he hit you know, everything black. You know? Yeah. Everything black. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow, black. That's what's up. So I'm trying to get on I'm trying to get on television and tell episodic stories. Love that. Yeah. All right, so you mentioned something that I talk about often just a second ago. Mm-hmm. You said, um, see past yourself, mm-hmm. right? So for the listeners who are tuned in right now who have a dream, right? Mm-hmm. But say their dream is short-sighted because they can't see past their community or their environment Mm -hmm. or or their limitations. Sure. What type of advice do you have for a black man or a black woman, old or young, doesn't matter, who has all these dreams but can't even let their dreams go far enough? They can't dream past what they can see. What type of advice do you have for them? Because I think it's important. Dreams are important to me. Yeah, so I think um, if you can't see past... Um, your environment to get to your dreams, then you have to turn and look at self. Right. Right. Because so many of us have been able to do it. Um, I was talking earlier about um, Red Table Talks. Have you ever seen those? Yep. With Jada Absolutely. Pinky and how her yeah. mom was like, listen, I was a terrible mother. Right. How did Jada make it? Right. She had to turn into self and become very clear on who she is, what she wants and how you're going to do it, because that's the problem that we had with Omarosa. It's not who she is. It's not necessarily what she wants, because she probably wants the same thing all of us want. It's the manner in which she's going about to do it. That's right. Are you going to sell yourself short? So if you're not clear first with who you are and I'm saying who you are, the definitive nature of who you are. Right. What your true purpose for being here is. Once you figure out what that is, then you figure out how you're going to do it. And the how is the pattern that you create. Right. So I said, I'm going to tell the type of work that is just really nuanced black work. But that's not the only thing people want to see. I'm sorry. People do love um, love thy neighbor. That's Tyler Perry's show. Right. He decided to make work that is quick, fast and immediate. That's not that's not what I make. That's not what I do. But he's right. clear on what he's doing and the manner in which he's doing it. Right. I realize I may I may not be able to own a big studio in Atlanta, but that I know that's not also that's not necessarily aligned with my purpose. Right. Right. You gotta so stay true to you. You gotta purpose. stay true to you. So you that's what people gotta get clear first. Right. Who they are, what their purpose is, and the manner in which they're gonna do it. Once you can do that, then you can just make whatever story that you need to make on whatever level that you're on. Right. Whether that's write a song. Cause listen, everything and everybody ain't gonna be Usher. 
Right. You know, everybody ain't going to sell 20 million records on Confessions albums. Sometimes the music that you're going to do is just going to be at this little club on the side of the road that's going to touch somebody's heart to help them get through their day. That's it. That just may be your purpose. But if you're aligned with that and you know that, then you're fine. Right. So that's why I'm not destroyed. I'm not around here drinking and, you know, cutting shit and, you know, clowning in the streets. I'm not mad about anything that's happening because everything that I have, everything that I am is what I'm supposed to be. I'm not mad at BET. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at myself for what happened with them. I recognize that was part of my journey. I was supposed to be the first. I was just supposed to clear the just to clear space. You said you set the model for. That's it. And now I'm yeah. going, I'm going to keep it popping somewhere else. That's just not my tribe. But I appreciate the platform that they gave me. That's dope. So I think that's how people need to get started. Cool. I've got, I got two more questions. Sure. And then I just want to turn it over to you and just let you tell the people whatever you want to tell them. The first question is going to be straightforward, easy. The second one I want you to put a little thought into for me. So the first question, real easy, like, what are you watching? What holds your attention when you're not working? Oh, man, I watch a lot of television. So I love Dear dear White People. Oh, that's my shit. I love Dear White People. It's brilliant. That's my shit. Justin Simeon is killing the game. True. Um, I really love Insecure. Yeah, it's always just. I mean, it's just one of my favorite shows. We found that one late. We didn't have we didn't have cable. Then, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so the white yeah. family, we, we're all caught up now, and we're probably gonna probably watch the first episode of season three tonight. But it's I love it. It's dope. Man. It's an incredible show. Yeah. I love what it says about women. Like women can do what they want to do. You can be how you want to be and, and it's still fine. kick it. Absolutely, and it's fine. Yeah, I love the agency that they're given in that show. Um, I'm still on the Cosby show. Right. I still am. I don't care if it, you know, it don't really come on anymore, but I got the DVD, so I'm still right. rocking with that. Um, yeah, I watch hella TED Talks. <laughs> TED Talks are dope, man. You can TED. always find something that oh speaks to your TED Talks. Always. The content oh my on goodness. TED Talks is, is so is rich. Phenomenal. So rich. Sometimes you can overdose on it. You True story. Like, oh, I'm just too inspired for the day. Was it, uh, <laughs> I think it was Melanie Hopsons is the one, one of the ones I love the most when yeah. they, they thought she was oh, the help. Oh, shit, but she, yeah. she's, that was she's so a dope, beast. Right? Like beast. Ooh, she's a beast. Ooh. Like, she, yeah. Simon Sinek, that's another Simon one Sinek I love. Simon Sinek is really Go good. Hard. Brene Brown is really yeah, good. Absolutely. Yep. The, the vulnerability. Yeah. is amazing, man. Yeah. yeah, I used to listen to that every morning. Um, mm. I watch Brooklyn Blue Sky. I still, <laughs> every day, bro, I just, you know, even if it's one or two views that I'm doing, you know, I still, I still watch it. I still trying to keep it, you know, as alive as I could keep it. So right. that's what I'm watching. Cool, cool. All right, well, the, the last question before I turn it over to you is this. We've talked a lot about social justice. We've talked about responsibility. We've talked about racism and all this. So I'm a firm believer that while we're here on this earth, in this country, in the skin that we're in, we have a responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it is to clear the path for the people behind us, whether it's to educate the people around us, we all have a responsibility, and we all have the tools to do them, whether we recognize the tools that we have or not. You've hit a place where it's obvious you recognize your tools, right? Mm-hmm. You are creative who tells stories mm-hmm. through what you pull together to influence people and to teach people, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you feel like is your responsibility with those tools? And how are you using them to speak and impact us as a nation of people, black folks? Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I've really learned my role and responsibility is, is to be responsible with my power. Right. And to use my power because I am very, 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 very pro-black. Um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, dang. Yo, some of your Facebook posts, I love them, bro. I'm always trying to fight the powers that be. Since I was a kid, man, I've always been that person who, raise your hand if you got a problem. And I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I mean, that's just always been. So it's like how to be responsible with my power and to use my skill set and my vision to tell really, really, really dope stories. I realized that is 100% what I'm supposed to be doing. That's and beautiful. so I'm just I'm just aligned with that right now. Um, I'm willing to suffer through that. You know, my bank account ain't popping like that. Even though I got with BET, it still ain't popping like that. Right. You know, I'm still... Connecting with brothers like you guys, you know, sharing what you guys are doing um, because I'm in line with my purpose. And so right now I'm also effectively trying to create the safest space as possible for me to exist because I feel like this country really just don't give 
I don't know a lot of fucks about us. And so right about none is what it feels like. Yeah. Cultivating this community of young, beautiful people of color, people of color allies who are supporting, who are helping to push our messages forward. That's all I'm interested in doing right now. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, with the last few minutes, brother, I just want to hand the mic over to you and let you tell the people, the listeners. Whatever it is you want to tell them. Oh, man, that's beautiful. I don't know. I really didn't prepare for that. (laughs) I don't have a really lot to say, man. The one thing I will say, though, is if you are listening to me, please share Wild Black. I think it is such an important podcast. I didn't really come on here as a platform for myself, but as a just another brick in a wall that you guys are trying to build. Man, we appreciate and I'll that, And I'm fine to be at the bottom. You know, we, we appreciate that. Just at the bottom to help create the foundation for what you guys That's are doing. Man, we love I think that. y'all should That's just keep going. Up. Keep it lit and just keep doing what y'all's doing, man. I know you've, you've been incredibly supportive of me in so many ways. Appreciate brother, so. that, brother. If I could share anything with the people that just to share to continue to share this podcast, I, I love think it's that, an important man. platform that we all that we have, and, and you know we should use it. Art, you got anything, brother? Man, I, I'm inspired. If if we reflect on the message, and and it's a message of of, of living in your purpose and and not compromising your purpose, it makes me think about the things in life that aligns you to your purpose and being committed to that. Uh, I love it. I, I think our podcast started out, you know, is 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 something that we wanted to do just to kind of try it out and, and absolutely and see what kind of impact we would make. And then it, it's evolved into a, a narrative and a storyline and a and a, a inspirational message to 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 everybody of color. And it's 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 a thank you, you yeah. know, what I'm saying for the message and and, and the great words. So. I think that's it for me. You know what? I got one more piece. <laughs> I got one piece. What you I, got? I went kind of hard on Amorosa. But <laughs> we as black people, we are accepting and forgiving, and we are the most gracious people for our people and for everybody. So Amorosa, you you can you can make the if if you hear this podcast, um, I will be gladly. Uh, inclined to help you make the right motherfucking decisions in the future. (laughs) Cool. Well, I I got just a little bit. So the first thing is Dewey's here. He came out and supported us. Um, So please do go check out Brooklyn Blue Sky. It's dope. That's for real talk. Um, Start checking for King Esther. Support it everywhere you can in the opportunities that you get. Mm-hmm. Like Dewey said, please do share the podcast because it's real. Every one of us in here cares about ourselves, our families, but we care about everybody listening to everybody that's out here. That's black and brown. We are a nation of strong people and we have been held back, but that doesn't have to be the case. So remember that if you, if you're listening to this podcast and you've got a goal, right? Your goal is to see black and brown folks succeed and win all over this country and all over this world. But the message I want to give you is remember, you don't succeed alone. We won't succeed alone. If you don't find a way to connect with your brothers and your sisters around you and your community and your neighborhood, hell, even in your household sometimes, none of us will get there. And there is wherever you see in your head as wanting to arrive. But remember, you will not arrive alone. Sure That's the message I want to give to Omarosa because she's trying to go it alone and yep. I don't think she's going to get there. But we as people are powerful. Max said there's power in the skin. We know our strength. We see it because we still exist. Remember it and remember that the power you have comes from us collectively and not you in singularity. Um, so that's all I really want to say. Go share this podcast. Peace.